Raiders of the Fairies Puzzle Box is rated M for mature audiences only. It may contain nudity, sexual situations, strong language, and monsters that will eat you. The thoughts and opinions stated by Sam, Josh, and Clarence are their own and in no way reflect MTG cast, Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or our mom, who tried really hard to teach us the right things to do and say. The following impressions left by Raiders can be helped by strong antipsychotic meds and therapy. Do not swim for up to two hours after listening to Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. Previously on Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. When Sam comes back, I'm going to cut his wiener off. I'm going to cut it off, and I'm going to feed it to a dinosaur. What? Nothing. Twelve-person Mexican family could live in it. Twelve? That's a small Mexican family. <laughs> They're fat. <laughs> I see. I, I've sent every, every guest list we've had so far. I've sent the text. Matt, Derek, Spike, all before they come to get me a Red Bull, and none of them have. Patrick, he's actually stopping to get me a Red Bull. So far, he's my favorite. Wow, that's good. I'm really into this. It's Captain Batman. Time we'd stay up all night playing, thinking just one more game, just one more game. I fucked your dad. My best favorite. Go listen to Kevin Smith. He turns me gay. <laughs> you would go to him say, I, 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 I love the really cock. Drop on your cock. knees. Lift up that flab of fat <laughs> that exposes wiener and shove it in your mouth. Like I'm one of God's children, bitch. Such a fucking retard. <laughs> there goes Tommy. He's not going to listen to us anymore. I like it when he sings and dances. Did right. you have any gay experiences? No. You said no really quick. What about when Goose snuck up on him in the shower? He looked so surprised. Who hasn't seen a weed room? Come on now. Who hasn't shaved your, your butt mate's pube? I'll show it to you. It looks like this. Episode 5 of Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. You can find us on Facebook, you can find us on yahoo.com, and you can find us on MTGCast. Where else can they find us, guys? iTunes. At my house. I have no idea. You don't have no idea. <laughs> anyway, my name's Josh. I'm Sam. I'm great flavored. This is Clarence. This is Patrick. We get together once a week to talk about... Everything that's not magic. And then we talk about magic. Magic, yay. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck magic. Right <laughs> so. There's a lot of remorse in the room. We just finished national qualifiers two days ago. And no, if no. you check the top eight of Oklahoma, you won't see our names. If you check the top 16 of Oklahoma, you won't see any of our names. Oh, Sam finished 17. I was 17. Yeah, you know the the place right after the bad prize that you wish you wouldn't have played for after you played for it? Top 16 got prizes. Sam oh. got 17. I was 11th going into the last route that I got sweat. Otherwise, I... Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Alright. That's what it feels like when your penis is little, I guess. I, imagine. Imagine if I would have had a big penis going into round 7 there. Alright. 
Guys, what's the best thing you watched on television this week? And uh, we'll just start. You guys want to roll for it? Just a right now, roll for it. Find out who goes first for the rest of the subjects. Grab a D twenty. <clears throat> no way. Okay. Oh, come what on. What the fuck? That's come a on. lot of that. <laughs> and he, Josh didn't say, let's do some math. Clarence <laughs> just played Yahtzee and wanted us to count it. I have a 14. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're going to go first. I got a what? You can't get a one on four dice. <laughs> I did. It's amazing. All right. Good. <laughs> That's so 11. Josh got an 11. Could have got the two dice. I rolled two. <laughs> Alright, I'll go Clarence, then myself, then Sam. No, wait, then Patrick, then Sam. Yeah, yeah, Clarence, what's the best thing on TV you watched? The best thing that I watched on television the this The best week. media outlet, because it's not restricted to Let's TV. Let's just call it television. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> People know what you What did I watch this week? We'll go with it. Yeah. I just kept. Catching, I'm glad you came prepared. I just kept catching up on Fringe. I didn't really watch any other TV. Are you caught up on Fringe? I am too. I, I am current. Is Pacey yes. dead? No, that guy doesn't die. I haven't seen any of those yet. I know. I and my wife watches. It's the main I character. Catch. They're not going to kill him off in the yeah. second season. Hey. <laughs> I've seen it. Until like the fourth. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I guess it could happen. I just don't see it happening. So, but if you don't watch it, go go check out the pilot episode of Fringe, and then when you're hooked... If you like The X-Files, you'll probably like Fringe. Absolutely. Yeah. I plan anyway. on watching Fringe. So what was, which, what was the best one you watched? Uh, there, there's a struggle going on right now between... Patrick, if you haven't heard this, close your ears. The, uh, the dad and the son, mm-hmm. because the son's from an alternate dimension, and the dad's trying to decide whether or not to tell him. And the episode where it went back and forth, just it was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I could still hear him. He no did tell him my ears. But yeah, I, he did. Yeah. I, I saw that. Best too. thing I watched on TV this week was Thirty Rock two nights ago. Uh, Is still on? Not the, not the current one. I think I think it's about two episodes back. And uh, so Liz Lemon, who's almost forty, somehow arranged herself to have to have to go to three weddings on one day. So she wants to find. You know, somebody to go with because she needs a plus one and she's almost 40. And um, so she starts looking through her Rolodex of guys and seeing all the big guys in the past, seeing if maybe she just thought her standards were too high, you know, at the time. And so she's changed and she's dropped a lot of them. And uh, so she looks up one guy who's super handsome and can get away with anything. Sam, he's grape flavored. That's right. And flavored. He's just really, really fucking stupid. So he get, knocks on the door. He opens the door with uh, with cooking gloves on. And he's like, hang on just a second, I'm baking. So he runs in there, he hears something around. He comes back out and he's got cook hands. Like, his hands are gone. And she's like, oh my god, what the fuck happened? And he's like, well, I was over in Zimbabwe doing some uh, childhood help stuff with black little kids. And <laughs> he's like, I'm riding in the helicopter. And I see this guy I know, so I wait. And it turns out you're not supposed to wave in a helicopter because the rotors will cut your hand off. And she's like, who, who did you know in Zimbabwe? And he's like, my old football coach. And she's like, what would your old football coach be doing in Zimbabwe? And he said, well, I guess it was like my old football coach except black. <laughs> so that's really fucking stupid. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God. And so he's like, well, what about the other hand? And he's like, well, me and my brother found some fireworks. 
And so at the end of it, this line, he's like, as she's walking out saying, you're, you're so dumb. Um, she said, and so he yells back at her, you're too good for me now that I have pirate hook hands. That's the best thing I saw. Go ahead, Sam. No, Patrick's next. I rolled a wed, sir. Okay, I can't keep track. Raiders of the Fairies Puzzle Box. Attack so, uh, for game. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, I didn't really watch anything really good this week. Lost was very disappointing. Um, and Surprise! Then I couldn't watch, like, I missed, been, like, five seasons. minutes of it because the, they cut in and because it was you know, a tornado somewhere or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. DVR, fast-forwarded. Right. Um, that's about it. V was okay. I don't know. I watched, like, ten shows, and they're all just kind of okay right now. What else do you watch? Yeah. It's curiosity. I don't uh, know. CSI. Yeah. Um, v, Lost. Uh, Flash-forward. Gay. I don't watch Fringe because uh, I just never started it. So, what? You watch all the same shows Kate just does. Flash Forward was such a letdown. I tried. Yeah, I did too. And there was one really cool moment, but that was it. Yeah, and it was in the first episode. I think it was the second. No, it was the first. It was the first. I'm I'm looking forward to the Lost like season finale thing. Or yeah, it's cool. just so you don't have to watch it anymore. <laughs> please, please, please quit, quit doing this to me. <laughs> do this. I'm just hoping it doesn't have a, a, a storm or anything that day because they are kind of notorious for cutting into the season. The important parts. Now, as it lost, like last the most important two minutes of the show, and yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's hailing. Oh my god, they shot. You can probably find because it online. Like, and he's dead. And <laughs> Time it. check. Time check. Um, we're seven minutes in. We've been recording for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the wait at 701. <laughs> it's 702. We'll get to that in a little bit. No, we won't. Let's just, just do it right now. Um, we're talking. No, no. No, we got Same to. We'll get to we know where we're at. TV. We know where we're at. Attacking for game on MTGcast. It's at the very top of the list over on your right when you find us on MTGcast.com. Click on it, and I dare you to listen to five minutes. I fucking dare you. <laughs> for every and, five and minutes, you have to take a drink. Hey, guys, so from attacking for game. Forget what they say, man. You guys rock. Keep keep putting them out there. You got it, man. <laughs> attacking for game. Man, that's good shit. Uh, the best thing I watched this week, um, I, I actually watched Iron Man 2 this week. That wasn't on TV, though. No, no, it wasn't. Television, maybe. yeah, it's it's oh, whatever. Well, it was Iron Man two then? God. Yeah, I told you that when we talked on the phone. I to you. Yeah, yeah, I watched you that and it was good. I enjoyed it. It was good, but I was disappointed to see that the John Favreau fist fight with that guy. That fight scene lasted longer than the end fight scene. <laughs> big sigh. <point>. Anyways, <laughs> at the very side. next night, I watched Kick Ass. And let me tell you. Don't, hey, come on. Some of us... I'm not gonna... I won't even, At least two of us haven't seen it. I'm not really... I won't give any pertinent information about it, but it did blow Iron Man 2 out of the water. This movie rocked some balls. I never read the comic books, so I went in just expecting it being like halfway lame or whatever, but then it just blew my mind left and right. Comic books this little right. nine-year-old girl telling people to suck her cock and then blowing their brains out and it's showing it, it was amazing. And then Nick Cage Stop. dressed up like Batman, just you. kicking Gonna ass. Gonna fucking hit you. <laughs> it was awesome. These, these, these are these are things you should know before going into the movie, and uh, you'll be fine. Uh, 
Sounds lame. Watch Kick-Ass. Uh, just give it a shot. Watch the first 20 minutes, and you'll be laughing. You'll be laughing. It's it's great. Yeah, you go in thinking it's a comedy, and then it's just, it just, it, it stays funny. But watch Kick-Ass. <laughs> That's what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what's the best uh, podcast you watch, I guess, since we're talking about attacking for game? <laughs> Clarence... Attacking for game! That shit is amazing! Go! Listen! Now! I'm playing um, Soldier's Next Extended Season. That's hands down my decision. Um, uh, okay. Woo. Can we get a time check? No. Fuck. <laughs> Stab you. Ah. Uh, okay. God damn it. You lose complete train of thought when you do that shit. <laughs> Um, hey, okay, we want to get right into it. We, let's talk about uh, best sports movie, or your favorite sport, sports movie. Wait, we were doing podcast. Yeah, you just said that. You skipped ah, podcast. Ah, shit. Did huh? you not want to do that one? No, I totally wanted to do that one. Parents just kind of ruined it. Yeah. Like, you wanted to say that one. Well, podcast. it took me like six days after I heard that to listen to the next podcast I could because it hurt. It hurt so bad. <laughs> I lost all So now podcasts. I'm way behind on all my podcasts. Anyway. Uh, the best podcast I listened to was probably Yo MTG Taps, most recent one. Yeah, I like the whole. Yeah, I like the whole article. Well, I've listened to it twice now, but uh, the whole conversation they were having about um, TCG player, and that was I thought that was really interesting because I was curious myself. And any time there's controversy involved in the magic world, that's kind of cool. That's the best podcast, Sam. Patrick. Patrick, do you have one? Please, man. Attacking for game? Yeah! <laughs> no. Have you ever listened to a podcast ever? Did yes. you listen to Attacking for Game? I listened to five no. minutes of your podcast, uh, like the first one. Thanks, man. That's really helpful. Then it, then it got turned off. Did you just grab my iTunes? Oh, why? There's <laughs> a shout out to Stevie. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <sighs> I, I can't remember. I don't know what you mean, but I restrained. I'll say something mean. I just don't know what it is yet. Fuck off. (laughs) Sam, what was your favorite podcast? (coughs) Excuse me. That's a good answer. I've been been trying to. I've been trying to decide. I'm trying to remember what all I've listened to this last week. It's literally scrolling through his (laughs) phone. It's riffling through the podcast. Oh, we'll see. Well, that's what I do. I I download them on my phone and listen to them all day while I work. That's what I do. Um... I just oh. wanted to say to the Daniel on Prototype, we don't use Skype. We just uh, have crappy recording sometimes, so get over no, it. No, we have <laughs> a bad program. Uh, yeah, we're working on it. So Should be better. Get over it. Hmm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, limited resources because I haven't mentioned that yet, and it's one I've enjoyed since the beginning. I've listened to them since they posted their first one on MTG Cast. And it uh, actually, it's one of the main reasons I started playing limited uh, again, or started taking it seriously. Nevertheless, I ne- I always bombed on limited. I never could make it anywhere. I did like really good once in a sealed deck because I got like twenty pingers. <laughs> it's hard to do bad in that case. That was it. But they made me really take limited serious, and I started doing a lot more drafting online and uh, having a lot more fun with it. And so I'm going to give a shout out to Marsh and Ryan over there at Limited Resources. Cool. Uh, keep up the good work. Yeah, good job, guys. And I swear I'm probably going to listen to you in the next one or two weeks. 
you haven't listened to them at all? No, no. I know, and you've always recommended them since you started listening. They're they're great, but I mean, it, it is like limited. They do like talk. They talk about magic. They like to play magic, so there is some constructed talk right. and everything. Absolutely. So. And uh, and it's really cool. Ryan plays with his son. Uh, he's his son. He has an eight year old son. He's taught how to play. Okay. So it's kind of cool. All right. So this is something new. I wanted to bring up. Um, do you guys want to try this? I, I sent it to you, and Sam said yes, he wants to. And Clarence <laughs> never responded. What's uh, the, what is the best lie you told this week, Clarence? Um, I don't lie. <laughs> Your wife listens, doesn't she? No. Okay. Then what are you worried about? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't re- remember any really good ones. Well, here's you didn't the, give him enough time to No, here's what it is right here. You could just make something up because I don't know, and that'd be the best lie you made this. Yeah. Probably when I texted you right before we started recording and said be there shortly. <laughs> that was pretty. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, an yeah. hour later, it was. Funny. I got here. Yep. Uh, Patrick, what was the best I, lie you told? I, us I don't lie. Come on, his wife does indeed listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's at work and it was the size of your junk. We have no idea. Come on, you could have said something like that. Yeah, I mean, really. You can lie about anything. You could have great pubic hair. You can lie about this lie. Wait. It doesn't have to be a true no. true lie. They can lie about a lie, but yeah. wouldn't that make Sam, it the biggest lie? Sam, you have one, right? Yeah, um, my, my lie was great. Uh, right after the round seven at National Qualifiers this weekend, I called my wife to tell her, report in, tell her how everyone did, and, you know, check out, check in on her and everything. And she said, how'd you do? And I said, well, yeah, I did great. Cause, you know, I, I got like ninth place, so I almost made it. <sighs> yeah, I wanted her to be happy with me. And she was, and she encouraged. She's like, I'm so happy with you. So, and she, she, she'll never know. <laughs> she'll never know. Oh, and and she, do- she doesn't listen. I, I beg her to listen. She gets like 10 minutes in, and she's like, I don't want to watch TV now. I'll tell Attacking you. I'll tell you. <laughs> and you guys can go ahead and wrap me out. She I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my lie later, like about 20 or 30 minutes longer in. She won't be listening anymore. She'll get bored. Right. Uh, we love you, Steve. And that's the biggest lie you told all the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the best lie I told all week was right before national qualifiers when we're staring around bullshitting outside the uh, hall. And not and we're talking about Parkinson's disease, and I look over at Clarence, and everyone's just talking like like Michael J. Fox and stuff, you know, making fun of him and whatnot, because that's what you do. When you <laughs> we were making fun of Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh, this is so good. And so I look at Jerry, and I say, you know, he's the only one that has it, so they're getting ready to change the name of it to Michael J. Fox disease, just like Lou Gehrig's disease. And I, I did this hand motion like to Clarence, who looks right at me, nods right at both of us. <laughs> And by then, there's like eight of us around in the circle, and I really honestly believe at least three people in that circle believe me, and they're like, yeah, he's the only one that's ever had that disease. I thought for half a second, I was like, is he? No, no, that, there's no way that can be right. I had no idea if it was right or not, because I couldn't think of anyone else who had it, so I had no evidence otherwise, but at the same time, I knew, it was like, that can't be right. I've uh, known I, you long enough to know that anything you say is a lie. So. Pretty much. <laughs> I really thought you wouldn't caught that, too. This is a really good lie. It's it really is, good. Right? I think I'm glad that some people actually believe that now. It's, it's awesome. Do you know Samuel L. Jackson and Barack Obama is related? Yeah. Yeah, I did. They're step-cousins. Mm-hmm. No, they're brothers. This guy I work with is uh, Barack Obama's cousin. Yeah. Did you see the sure. Obama mo- yeah. monument on Family Guy? 
Yeah, oh yeah, that was like 18 times larger than the Washington Monument. <laughs> the Washington Monument, and there's like, and the Obama black. Monument. <laughs> it, was, it was black That's instead awesome. of white. That's awesome. <laughs> Did you not see Last Night Family Guy? No. Uh, yeah, I have it on DVR, so watch. now you just ruined it. I was, I, watched, I was watching Monday uh, morning. Candace Hart was Monday guy. morning, so I watched it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> what would you do this week for $1,000? Patrick, you're the new guy. You have to go first. That's the rule. I have to go first. That's the rule. New, new guy has to go first. I let all of you punch me in the face once. Oh, fuck. That's <laughs> nice. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's got $333. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, will you take a check and wait like two weeks to cash? Wait, wait. I would let one of you kick me in the nuts really, really, really hard. I don't think I'd trade my punch for a kick, no matter what. No, no way. <laughs> right, but you want to, you, you lose your punch, man. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get the exhilaration that I am. Dude, if you kick him in the nuts, I'm sure he's going to be down long you enough that we can punch him. <laughs> I take it you've never watched How I Met Your Mother and the slap contest. Slap, slap bet. bet. Slap bet. No. Okay. Some shit. I, I have them on DVD. Okay. We'll, we'll talk. Totally. I'll be watching that. <laughs> so you'll hear about it. Oh. You do that every week, dude. <laughs> well, you're going to break the headphones. Sam, what would you do for $1,000 this week? I've decided for $1,000 this week, I would either A, watch Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Ooh. Or B, star in the sequel to Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I could decide which Wait, one would be worse, so it's one or the other. Here's why he said Jake. It's because the other one's dead. If he had the option, <laughs> I'd rather be Heath. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I, would, I, I would do that do for free. I would do Heath Ledger. Yeah, but that's a, it's oh, a different right. story. I would do his corpse. Okay. But yeah, I've never watched Brokeback Mountain, so and I decided <laughs> it would probably take about $1,000 to get me to sit through it. It's not a bad movie. You've seen it? I read a review. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I, I watched it. It was it was good. Did you masturbate to it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Clarence, what would you do for a thousand dollars this week? Answer the question. <laughs> you want the truth? Did it move? No, I don't actually. Ah, uh, for a thousand dollars this week, I would teabag a piranha. Ooh, just what? Yeah, it seems like we're just one piranha. Where looking, are you at? When back one at the, piranha. Yeah, who's gonna isolate that piranha beforehand, dude? He's not saying somebody that has a thousand dollars that wants me to teabag it. I see. Yeah, that's right. You I'm gotta keep saying. the logistics side. I have I have four children, so what's the difference if I teabag a piranha now? Okay, a little late. I probably should have done it what, about. What if four years your nuts ago. are like? Part of the time continuum that's fluctuating, and when one nuts get bitten off, your kids start dissolving. Like back to the future what are you kids. Talking about? Yeah, watching like the. Josh, what would you do for a thousand dollars? Oh, for a thousand dollars this week, and which is kind of weird because it kind of goes along with Clarence's. I would go get scarification. You guys know what scarification is? It's the like uh, the branding of yourself. They use uh, you know spe- you know very specific iron instruments. They heat them and then they brand you. To whatever art you want, and that's scarification. I would get scarification on my balls of the entire cast of Gilligan's Island. The okay. names or the, the depiction of their two? faces, and the skipper too. <laughs> like the the names of them, or like the depiction of their faces. The depiction of the faces. That's awesome. I have a huge scrotum. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more time for the crowd. I have a huge scrotum. So it's going to be in scale? Well, yeah, I guess so. It's almost in scale. The weird thing is... My balls are normal size, so it's really hard to find them. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can tuck them away safe while this is going You know going when on. you go to the doctor and he's like, hey, cough. Wait, hold on. No cough yet. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, maybe uh, you should cough so he can help me find them, and then we'll cough again <laughs> when I find the rattle parts. I wonder if it's like that for all Jews or just for you. So, yeah, with Gilgan's Island. Uh, he had a cross-eyed rabbi. <laughs> Millionaire and his wife. <laughs> movie star and all the rest. Uh, the Professor Anne Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, what's next? Hurry. I don't know. We're sinking here. I guess it would be <laughs> the sports movie, right? Yeah, I guess so. Sam, Clarence, and Patrick all told us what we do for a thousand dollars. And now we're going to talk about our favorite sports movie ever. Sports movie? What's that? Really? Okay, it's it's a movie that uh, dwells more on sports than any. Oh, I'm not Okay, so you Josh, what did you pick since you came up with the subject? All right. uh, I picked For the Love of the Game. It's the one with Kevin Costner when he's a pitcher. Really? A yeah. baseball movie? Yeah. That's what lame. a fag. Yeah, that's yeah. lame, man. I never saw it. Why did you say Field of Dreams? Or you had it. Didn't think oh. of Field of Dreams! <laughs> really? Yeah, the guy's pitching a no-hitter. Yeah, it was a good movie. Though. It was. I mean, James Earl Jones was with that. It was awesome. I just want to say I watched an entire baseball game Ooh. this week. Paid for. Why? Because my son was watching it. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's allowed. Good enough. Okay. I suppose. I came up like with... It took me a long time and a lot of time on Wikipedia looking at shit. And I came up with uh, Raging Bull. I know Robert De Niro. It's Have you seen it? Boxing. Yeah, I've actually watched it. Okay. Uh, it, it was it was like four or five years ago. I'm impressed. That I read up on it today. watch normal sports he goes with. Boxing. Boxing. Boxing's yeah. a sport. It counts, right? It is and, a sport. You are right. And and also the Rocky series minus Rocky Five. No way, Rocky Five was awesome. Well, was sue me for what? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, fuck Rocky that was Five. Good, dude. Yeah, but uh, all the rest of the Rocky movies. What was the duty fight? What was the? It's one where Tommy, 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 Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Gunn. Can you name all the opponents? He had a cool, cool mullet. Can you name all the opponents? Uh, in the first two, it was Apollo Creed. Good job. And then it was Clubber Lane. Yeah. And then it was the Russian. What was his name? Ivan. 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 Yes. It was Dolph Lundgren. Drago. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I forgot that. And then in and then Rocky Balboa. It was Tommy the Machine Gun. No, Rocky Balboa, the latest one. It was Apollo Creed's corpse. It was the what was the black guy's name? Oh God, here we go. Josh, you own the movie. I know. I love that movie. There's a really good movie. Seven times, but I don't remember his name. Yeah. And you're the big rock. We'll call him yeah. Did yeah, you know no, that Sylvester Stallone's the biggest douche in the world? You know what he did? No, but listen. Uh, he, 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 when he, he, he remarried a couple of years ago, sure. and the day he got remarried was on his ex-wife's birthday. <laughs> and he did awesome. that intentionally. Oh, that's awesome. He'll never forget. Mason the Line Dixon. Ah! Very nice. I watched it the other day. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, so... So we're going to watch that very soon now. That's your favorite My favorite sports, sports movie is a tie. I had a tie. I decided. Okay, well, fine. Since you guys have already screwed up the Field of Dreams thing. <laughs> was that it? Yeah, it was tied for number one with Rudy. Nice. Ah, Rudy's good. I love Rudy. That's why I wanted to pick it. Took my movie. 
Was it, Patrick? Yeah. Go ahead. Do you have another one? Yeah, just go ahead. Pick another favorite. Tell us. No, 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 no it, was, it was filled with dreams. Oh, and Rudy. Come on, Patrick. Remember the Titans and Rudy actually were probably be my tie. I've I never just... watched Remember the Titans. I have it on DVD. Candace loves it. And I've and never watched way, it. And by the way, the house... Mm. It's Denzel, right? Yeah. The house and made. filled and ballpark from Phil to Dreams are on sale right now. So <laughs> wow. If anybody's got uh, $2.5 million, go buy that shit. Yeah, I agree. I'll mention. Patrick, come on, man. Hmm? He but, said Remember the Titans. I just said Remember really? the Titans. Really? That's it? Oh. Well, I, I actually like Friday Night Lights also. See, that was, that was good. That was so good. That was good. It was just more realistic than most of them, I think, because that's really how high school football is right. in Texas. I, I mean, so why, so why, crazy. why do you choose There's another that? one called The Program that's really good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that was good. We used to watch that all the time. It was, it was, it was okay. It was, I watched it because it was about football. At the time, yeah. it was one of the better football movies. There's been a slew of them come out that and blow it out of the Thank water, but at God. the time, it was like that or necessary roughness, you know? Oh, a good movie, by the way. <laughs> it was. Why are you going to be like, oh, the program? Fuck the necessary program. Roughness. Well, necessary Roughness was a, was a comedy, while the program Let's was more of a drama. Let's just name every sports movie we've ever seen. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. The, be- the, the worst sports movie? <laughs> was Keanu Reeves at his finest. Uh, thus making it the worst movie in the world <laughs> I do want to bring up with Patrick while he's here is last week his wife and he come over to my house to hang out and uh, my wife and his are sitting around chit chatting and I guess that, in the previous time before I got there his wife said hey uh, whenever Josh gets here you guys can go get a beer or something right? something like that probably yeah. and so what did I do Patrick when we left we got a beer yes we did and I, why, can you remember where we got a beer? No, actually I don't remember the name of the place. Right. And keep going. Where, you wanted to go to the Mexican bar. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I said, any bar, any bar, let's just go to, let's just go to a bar, get a beer, and he wants to go to the Mexican bar, which I had to tell him was closed down. Latinos? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a Mexican bar. It's not a Latino bar, it's a Mexican bar. I'm saying Latinos. Is that the name of it? it when I say Mexican bar, I'm not talking about like a bar a that serves tequila, oh. tequila and Corona. Which is and that's it. Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I want to go to the Mexican bar really bad. And Patrick wouldn't let me go to the Mexican bar, and so I said I want to go to the Mexican bar, Patrick. And so eventually he caved, and we go to the place where we thought the Mexican bar was. It wasn't. It, it was, was a restaurant. Just a, no, no, it was, no, just it was a bunch of hillbillies listening to Britney Spears. Right. It was really weird. It's really, really weird. What bar are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> I'm curious. The one right, the one right next to it, Jesus. Oh, yeah, she Friendlies, was, right? She it's yeah, called Friendly Friendlies. Tavern. Okay, why not? <laughs> it was Sheila's Friendly Tavern. It's just called Friendlies. It was a, like a neon sign right outside. It says Friendlies. I drive by it every day. It's right on the corner from my house, okay. from where we are right now. That was the bar I drank from the time I was 18 until I turned 21. I was wearing a tie, and I felt Thank really you, awkward there. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> I was really disappointed, because I got my balls up, and I was like, man, I'm going to the Mexican bar with, I will, I'll have to say cerveza, and I'll know that that means beer, without having to laugh. And then they'll laugh, because you don't just say cerveza when you're at a Mexican bar, because... Everyone's like, it's <laughs> fucking beer! We have Budweiser, Budweiser, Come on, Jew boy! <laughs> Look at this jackass. <laughs> Okay, so that's all of our topics. Yeah, um, last episode that was the Back to the Future music at the top. Absolutely, because I know people are wondering. Uh, and also last episode, Josh promised you guys we would tell our favorite stories from past regionals. 
So, that's what we're going to do. I know Clarence didn't prepare for this, so he'll go last. Welcome to Sports Legends. We'll get to it in a second. Yeah, we, right. yeah we'll do our top, top five Yeah, list. when we do our top okay. five list, we'll oh, do uh, our top yeah. five. All right. Uh, so, Josh, what's your favorite regionals story from the past? Because like, uh, last time we talked about how we used to drive down to Dallas, take like a six, seven hour drive down there to and kind of chill out for the weekend with the families and stuff. And so lots of uh, chaos has ensued from these little trips, mostly surrounding myself. It was, it was craziness. Every other year, Sam blows a tire, or his wife locks his keys in his car, or, or both. <laughs> all in one year, and then we almost die. Oh, we'll I get to that though. Josh, go on. I don't know, man. You have one. You say it, and then I'll get to one. Okay. Uh, well, my uh, th- this last year, not not like as in two days ago, but the last year on our way down, we got like probably ten, fifteen miles outside of town. And uh, the roads were crowded. It was like Memorial Day weekend or some shit. And then when we were driving down there, it was mid-afternoon, like 2, 3 o'clock. Gosh, can't over there. And uh got about 10 yards behind this white mountaineer and been traveling behind him forever. And, well, the split roads and we're driving, driving, driving. And this car just comes flying from the other lane. They lose control and just smash right into this mountaineer. And I don't know how the hell I missed it and didn't get hit, but I was able to swerve and weave and spin out in the median and avoid everything and so come your, out perfectly your, unscathed. Your favorite regional story is the one where you barely, barely left? Yes. Well, no, this is the same regional. Okay. After all this, we spend a couple hours distracted by this whole ordeal, and then we finally get on the road again, and we make it down there. And then the next morning when the uh, it was time to start, it was like an hour before the tournament, in, or about an hour before we were going to leave for the tournament, I realized that I had left my deck behind at home. <laughs> that was and my wife was way. playing as well. My wife does play magic from time to time, and she was going to play, and I, her deck was sitting right beside the deck mine. That she'd actually practiced with and everything. Like, oh, God, yeah. We put totally in days and days of practice. I'm telling you. It was, the, it was the boat brew deck, too. Yeah, I know. And that deck did well that day. And she was she was good at it, too. She had it down how to play it, and she yeah. knew all the other oh, decks. So, so, so we threw their decks together. This is great. We had, uh, and I ended up playing this black red stupid lightning uh, aggro deck and she ended up playing black white elves which was the deck of the day it's it, like uh, the same build that she played almost like five maybe five six cards different is the deck that won that that day regional and a deck that I had played and knew but I decided to let her play that one and I built this and really shitty deck that we didn't even have to cards Sam. and she placed higher than me but I had a feeling that maybe if uh, it would have been reversed, she hates red for the most part, so that's why she went with black green elves. Well, my favorite <laughs> original story is the I can't remember. I think maybe two years ago we went down, and after regionals was over, we all got back to the hotel, drank a couple beers, and we sat in the hot tub, and then the girls all went to bed, and we cracked out like a box or something, and we drafted it. I think it was Lauren. It was when we sat in the lobby. Yeah, there the was like lobby. there was yeah. probably fifteen of us, and you built there. and you drafted like that giant deck and yeah. blew us all away. Well, it wasn't. I didn't remember that until just now. So it <laughs> I remember that. So it well. wasn't bad. It was just that you know we had a good time. You know, we came back, had some beers, we got to play some more magic. I thought it was cool. I had more fun drafting the, the last year uh, when Clarence bought that little mini keg of Heineken, and we all sat around and we drafted. We, we oh, drafted. the lady, uh, my mom. This this Whoa, is my what? Mom. 
the big, the big hillbilly dude came by and he was like, "Can I get a cup of that for my mom?" And oh came yeah, back and I it was forgot a little about black that. Lady. And she like, "Thanks for the beer, guys." But we ended up drafting like a box of shards, but we drafted like ten packs instead of three, so we basically just built shards constructed deck. <laughs> And I got really drunk. It was really, and I thought I, that was a lot more fun drafting that time than the I one with the build. I think I went to bed. Yeah, you did go to bed. That's you right. Did. It was Blake, Jerry, myself, Clarence. I don't remember. I must have been really and, tired. And your wife. wife. I must have been really tired. <laughs> so my favorite regional story. I don't know if it's my favorite, but the one that I will probably remember forever is my first trip to Coyote Ugly. Ah. Uh, Cool. Turns out Coyote Ugly isn't really that cool, but when you take your <laughs> wife thought? and and someone else's wife and watch them make out with hot bartender chicks, that was pretty cool. I was at home or back at the hotel in bed. I was watching his wife make out with a hot bartender chick. It happens. <laughs> Patrick, what's your favorite regional? You never. Uh, Coyote Ugly was cool in Vegas. Yeah, but we've invited you to regionals almost every year. It's true, but he doesn't play magic. No, no. So we didn't mention like that before. That's okay. And yeah, this a, is this is our friend Patrick, by the way. We he doesn't just play him. magic, so yeah, we want him. For he he played in the past a little. He, he dabbed. He dabbed. Dabbled. Like he he, he did it to hang out with us more than play magic. <laughs> you guys gave me beer and I came over. Right. Yeah, it was kind of like that's what they were doing. I might as well. We needed a fourth player. Like. We have beer. We can call Patrick and make him complain. <laughs> so he really yeah. understood the concept, though. He did. He, he got it down. Yeah, it's not, it's he, he, it wasn't his. He didn't. Um, okay, well, let's move right out of that into um, what's uh, what's the best game of Magic you guys played this week? Uh, really? Yeah. Well, can we just talk about our like our tournament. I know tournament. you don't just talk about it. Oh man! Uh, at our national qualifiers, I sat at the top table all day, and all around me, and all I played for like. Four rounds was the freaking mythic conscription build. Yes, it got first, second, and third at our national qualifiers. How gay. Uh, Sam, what were you playing? Mythic conscription. I, I, it's a good deck, but, you know, it just burnt you out seeing it that much and everything. And basically everyone around you is very cognizant of it because you're sitting around them all day and they're, we're all talking about it. It's like, hey, did you get it this turn? Yeah, I did. Ah, I. It took me a turn later, you know. <laughs> then that's just how it went. It, right, it was very okay. fun. Uh, I, the best game. Uh, I really enjoyed the first two rounds. I played Polymorph and I just blew it freaking out of the water. So, like, like the first two rounds, I, I really did have a lot of fun. They they didn't really stand a chance. Clarence, what did you play? Polymorph. What did you say you played on the last episode? Not Polymorph. That's right. This is Clarence, everybody. This is what he does. In the last podcast about me changing my deck at the last minute, well, I did. But it wasn't red deck wins like he stated he was going to. Oh, he should have. Yeah, he have. I remember because I just listened to the last episode because I just edited it, and he said he's probably going to change to red deck wins the night before. But instead of changing to red deck wins before, he decided to change to the B team of Polymorph. All right, so at National Qualifiers, there was one red deck wins. And it made to the top table just like Sam playing all day. It stayed there. Yeah, I, I even played him, and it was our friend Jason. Yeah, Jason's eleventh. Which he said he would like to come on. Yeah, sometimes since he's living in town, so right. I'm maybe looking at two weeks for him. So, my best game of Magic this week, mm-hmm. I lost, <laughs> but <clears throat> it was the last. Uh, I went two three drop because I chose to play Polymorph, which. 
He chose to play blue-white polymorph. Yeah, I tried to play blue-white polymorph, and in the last round I got paired with a guy that was playing blue-green polymorph. <laughs> so it turns out in the mirror, if blue-green is way better. Uh, so this guy's blowing me out of the water, he gets Emrakul out and attacks, and I have to sack six permanents. So I just start throwing permanents off the table, and a friend of mine picks him up and puts him in my graveyard, whatever, and then a judge walks over and sits down beside me, and the next turn the guy was going to attack with Emrakul again and, and kill me because I only had three permanents left on the table. But rather than attack, he, he plays, uh, he has a Jace the Mind Sculptor out and bounces one of the tokens I had, plays another Jace the Mind Sculptor to blow the first one up, and plays a third Jace the Mind Sculptor to bounce the other token I had. So the only thing I had him play was Stopter Foundry. And, uh. Did you make a token with it? No, it was, I had no land. Yeah, no I already land. sacked them to yeah, Emrakul. So he funny. swings with Emrakul again, and then the judge is like, why didn't you just kill him? That's not very good sportsmanship. So, he gives me a a free foil DCI leatherback bailout for Sweet. for being for being a good sport after five minutes prior throwing my permanence across <laughs> the room. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Too. Best game of Magic I played this week was also in that qualifiers, and uh, I don't know. I was I was totally winning, and I had no way to kill this guy. What was your record? My record was two and two. Okay. Two two drop. <laughs> and uh, see, so made me lose my train of thought. Sorry. Anyway, you were killing I, this guy and I, you had no way to win. I had no way to win. Because uh, I had my persecutor out and I had no way to get rid of it. <coughs> and then he pulls what Clarence talked about a couple weeks ago. Only he used threaten. He used threaten, grabbed my persecutor, and as soon as he did, I was like, I don't control my persecutor anymore. And he almost said judge. He's like, I can see his hand going, I'm going to... And he's like, good game. <laughs> nice. It was so good, too. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I just want to say, thank you, Ricky Hayashi, on Judge Cash number six, you recommended to set your rebound spell on the rebound on top of your library to help you trigger it during your upkeep. So I passed this information on to uh, the dude I was playing, and he, when he played it, Consuming Vapors, he set it on top of his library... I was like, just set on top so you remember the trigger. Uh, you know, I, a level three judge recommended this. Well, the head judge, I, what's his name? He's a friend of, we talk to him all the time. He's at all the tournaments, the glasses. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, he's a good guy. Are we going to ready to speak negatively? Of no, him? no. He, he said, he said, no, you can't do that. And I was like, wow, that's funny. Ricky said you could, he recommended doing it. And uh, he was like, well, no. Uh, and I was like, well, you're the judge. You know, whatever you say goes. By all means, I've just, you know, I was trying to help out. That's weird. So, thank you, Ricky, for that awkward moment with the head judge. <laughs> nice. Um, Alright, so let's get into our top five. Um, this week we're going to talk about the top five legends of our, our favorite legendary creatures. Legendary creature. Legendary creature. And since <clears throat> Patrick doesn't play magic, we are going to tell him to tell us the top five legendary sports heroes. He likes sports. Or sports legends, as I think how Clarence put it. Um, sports legends. If we go in order, Clarence will go first. Legendary sporting Okay, creatures. I have an honorable mention. And yeah. my honorable mention is Karavik the Merciless, because he's my EDH general. Uh, number five. Wait, 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 wait. What's uh, he do? One black, one red. Five colorless. Yeah. Uh, he's a 5-4, and whenever an opponent plays a spell, they take... 
Uh, they lose life equal to if it's converted He does to damage spell. to target creature or player equal to the converted mana cost of the spell. Does it say target creature or player? Yeah. That's, that's hot. He's awesome. Uh, my number five is Rafelos, Land of War Emissary. He does a lot of mana. Two green, tap him to add green mana for each force you control. He's a 2-1. He is a 2-1. Uh, my number four is Acroma, Angel of Wrath. Is that one? Angel of Wrath. That's why I went, dude. That's why I went. Oh, Fury is the red yeah. one, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, it's one Three whites, five colorless, 6-6, uh, six, six, flying first strike, trample, pro red, pro black. And she morphs. No, she doesn't. It's the white one. I know. <laughs> she should so morph. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, my number three is Squee, Goblin, Nabob. Oh, that's the boob. That's because... Uh, Okay, he's one red, two colorless, one one. At the beginning of your upkeep, if he's in your graveyard, you can turn him to your hand. Uh, has a lot to do with the fact that Master Core is my favorite creature, so. Uh, number two is. Gayest combo ever. Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker, because I love Tooth and Nail, and there's just a lot of fun stuff you can do with Kiki Jiki. Uh, three red, two colorless. Tap him, uh, haste, 2-2. Two, two. Tap him to put a copy of target non-legendary creature into play and remove it from the game at the end of turn. It has haste, too. And my favorite legend is Kakusho, the evening star. The, the queer star. What is it, man? Tell us the stats. Uh, two black, four colorless, five, five flyer. Uh, when he leaves play, target opponent loses five. Mm, not target. All opponents. All opponents lose five life. You gain life equal to life, life lost. lost this way. And, yeah, he's amazing. And I also have the worst legend in magic. Don't you say it. It's Boris. Oh, you. <laughs> I knew it. Right when you said worst. Before you even finished that sentence, I knew you were going to say that. Oh, Sam. I like Boris Double oh, Do you want no. to go ahead? Tell and me go. another creature that makes Miter Demon tokens. I won't. That's right, you won't, because no one else can summon the Miter Demons but Boris Double Boot. Okay. You want to go next, or do you want? Sure, to I'll go next. I, I never, I didn't really place them in order, so uh, yeah, okay. I got, a, I got a pretty good order. Um, my honorable mention is um, Hawkon Stromgold Scourge. H-A-A-K-O-N. How would you say that? Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I didn't write down what set he was from, but he's 1-2 black for a 3-3. Three, three. So he's 3-4-3-3. Three, 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 solid, right? Uh, you can play all... You can only cast him from your graveyard. If he's in your graveyard... Cold Snap. Oh, Cold Snap. Absolutely. You can only cast him from your graveyard. You cannot cast him from your hand, so that's pretty neat. Um, as a play, you can play Knight cards from your graveyard as though they were in your hand. And that's really cool. But uh, he also reads, whenever he goes to the graveyard from the battlefield, you lose two life. Whatever. Uh, that's my honorable mention. He's pretty He's pretty darn nifty, I thought. I had never seen him before, because I really hated Cold Snap and didn't pay much attention to it. Ooh, besides Oren Viper. Love the shit out of Oren Viper. <clears throat> so, uh, my number five is... Uh, <laughs> I think he's from uh, Arabian Nights, and we call him Chandler. <laughs> Old Chandler was uh, four colorless and a red for. Uh, oh my god, I didn't write down his power and toughness. 
<laughs> we'll call him a three-three. We'll call him a three-three. He's the. He looks like a little queer. He looks like he's sitting there waiting for his boyfriend Jacques to finish in the shower. Uh, the, the, in the picture, but he has a kind of. He has kind of a neat ability. He tap him and he destroys target artifact creature. He, so he just hates on some artifacts. So he's a hater. Uh, that's Chandler. <laughs> uh, at number four, I found a. I found some cards from uh, Portal Three Kingdoms that I, they had some interesting legends and there was some fun names. I found a guy that was called uh, uh, Cuckoo or what is it? Cao Cow 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 Lord of Wee W E I. Then that was just hilarious. Uh, the Cow Cow Lord of Wee. What did he do? Sam? Oh, it doesn't matter what he did. It was just really funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, he he's he's three and two black, three and two black for a three three, and he has tap and target opponent discards two cards. You can only do this on your pre combat main phase. So that's really cool. Like five four three three, you can just tap and fucking mind rot people. That's really neat. Um, and then uh, he had a little brother called Cow Rin, We Commander. So we got the Lord of Wii and the Wii Commander. There's a lot of Wiis being I ordered about. And uh, he costs two colors and two black. For, and he's also a 3-3. Three, three. This guy is actually pretty useful. He has horsemanship. And 4 for a 3-3 three, three with horsemanship is kind of hot. Yes. And, um, if you ever say horsemanship again. <laughs> horsemanship is cool. It's like it's like Shadow. <laughs> you People can't block him. He's, he's getting in there for three every turn. That's amazing. But he has entered the battlefield... Hey, you lose three life. Whatever. Um, number... Let me see, that was five, four, three. My number two was Boris Devilboom. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence already pooped on that parade, though. Why don't you give him stats? Uh, he was uh, three colors, one black, one red, for a two-two. Uh, he, and he summons minor demon tokens in the form of one-one tokens. Uh, for two colors, one black, one red, tap them, and you put that one-one minor demon token into play. So for five, you get a two-two. Yes. And then for four more, you get a 1-1. One, one. Every a, turn, baby. And a tapped 2-2. Two, two. It's a demon token. A minor <laughs> demon token at that. Okay. <laughs> Once again, I challenge you. Tell me who else does this for you. I don't know someone who puts out change lanes. Eat my dick. Oh. Um, and then I, I, I have two more written down. Let's see. I'm going to go with my number one as Aaron the Relentless. Nice. Uh, for for my very very first deck ever, this guy was in there. So, uh, and he's and he's good. He's good. He's a uh, three and two red from Homelands. That's right, Homelands bitches. And he's a uh, five three. So five for a five three. And he has haste. And he also has regeneration for three red. You could re- regenerate him. So I mean, what's bad about that? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Everything. Right, he's from Homelands. You, you, we wait long enough. Let's talk. No, about no. It. Go ahead. Talk about your legends. Go ahead and finish. We sure. haven't heard you say anything in a minute. No, so. I'm just fascinated by the Wii people that you were talking the about. The Wii! They have a commander and a lord! Be- beware the Wii. I'm, yeah. I'm confused on our Is top Mario five list. Is Mario a Wii person, too? Isn't it supposed to be our top five favorite cards? That's what I said. Sam, how many times have you used the Wii commander? <laughs> if we owed them, I guarantee there would be a slew of memories with the Wii. <laughs> but there's not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I... If we, you just wanted to bring up the Wii. I found it, but I was happy. Is it Wii? Yeah. I don't know. Thank you, Gatherer. 
Patrick, why don't you go ahead? No, no, sure. no finish your weed. No, no, no. magic cards. I thought you were having legends. Well, I got one too. You go first. Let's put a break out. No. Continue to the ages. Mine will spawn like a 15 minute debate between me and Clarence, I'm sure. That's yeah, fine. I won't let it happen because it's sports. Not to mention, we do have editing powers after you guys are done. Booyah! <laughs> Which, by the way, if anyone would like to hear a particular track of music in our podcast, send, send us an email. I'll, I'll be happily included. Still waiting for the first one. Yeah, <laughs> we, I, I haven't asked you this week, no, none. No. Well, we haven't posted the one asking for emails yet. That'll go up on Tuesday. Yeah. So, number five is Commander Isha. It's two white, two colorless, for two four. It has flying and protection from creatures. Is your whole list white? Mm. <laughs> 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 the um, unintentional white that's influence. Awful. The third Reich returns with Josh's top five. Number four, eight and a half tells. Two color. I'm sorry, two white for two two, and four one. You can get something. Get target creature protection from white until end of turn. And for two colorless, you can make target permanent or spell white until end of turn. I thought that was pretty badass. So he is. He's amazing. He's he gets games. He'll get you there. Um, my number three is Jareth. Uh, we the, talked about him last the episode. Titan. Yeah, you can look at our last episode if you want to know his stats. Uh, six four four seven plus seven plus seven. When he blocks, he become pro. Any color of your choice for white, white, the one. Yep. And number two is Magenta the Lion, and he's got a built-in wrath for five. What did you call it? Magenta. I is it Magenta? No, I thought it was Magetta. Magetta? Yeah. Okay, I apologize if I was saying it wrong. Yeah, I don't remember. The combo's awesome with biorhythm. <laughs> That's so Right, weird. so he's two white, three colorless for a 3-3, three, three, is that right? Yes. And then he taps two white, three colorless and himself, and... No, you gotta discard two cards. Discard two cards. Yeah, because he's a spell shape religion. Right. That's what they did. You discard two cards and you wrath the board, except for Magetta. Destroy all other creatures that play. They cannot be regenerated. And then you play Biorhythm. My number one is Yossi, the Morningstar. And she's two white, four colorless, four flying, five, five, from the same Dragon Legends that Clarence liked. And this says whenever Yossi goes to the battlefield, I'm sorry, to the graveyard from the battlefield, tap up to seven target permanents. Five. 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 Target permanents, and your opponent doesn't, or doesn't untap during his next untap step. That's mine. Kakusha is target so opponent. better. Yes, he target opponent. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, what's your number five, man? Huh? Well, first, yes, he was your number one. Why don't you tell us a little bit, of, like, yeah. not not who's on your list, but about your list. Well, I mean, it really. There, I was going to yeah. ask a question if you wanted me to clarify between like sports legends as far as players or players and coaches. If Patrick's mind. You said sports legends, so man, it's your, your list, your, your control. List. Yeah, however you define that, man, is what I'm going to accept. You own this. Let them know your sporting knowledge and the players' names and the balls that they played with. I.e. football, baseball, basketball. Boxing. Alright, so you're number five. <sighs> the balls that they played with, huh? Okay, number five would probably actually be John Elway. I'm going to throw that one out, yeah? And I just wanted to see Clarence's face. I like it. South Park mentions John Elway, that's why I like it. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, and I'll, I'll give you a John Elway reason. Um... Made it to five Super Bowls. Did won two Super Bowls. No, he did not. He did wits. Terrell Davis won two Super okay. Bowls. Go on. Okay, yeah, yeah. He had a running game and won two <laughs> Super Bowls. My point is he made it to five Super Bowls, and it's not really that many quarterbacks around that made it to five Super Bowls. Name another one. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, well, 
that would bring me to number four. <laughs> <laughs> For the same reason. And I, I look at legendary, like, athletes, and I'm going to lean more to football, at least at my bottom ones, because of the fact that, to me, football was everything growing up. So, John Elway, because I actually got to see most of his losses in the Super Bowl, but I don't really think those were all his fault. Um, no, they were. Okay. Mostly. It's not like Brett Favre losing every game. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Eat a duck far. I'll do Br- Bradshaw was four just because of the fact that I think that he I don't know just the whole 70s of Steelers the way they dominated everybody just makes perfect sense to me he's a good quarterback maybe not a great quarterback in my opinion but he led his team and he's legendary because nobody else did that nobody else could do that in that time period um, number three is Coley away from football it actually would be a uh, Agassi? Andre Agassi? No, uh, Babe Ruth, actually. Oh, okay. Because he called his own shots, and, you know, everybody, he had his own candy bar. We can move on. He was a pitcher. Yeah, I don't know. Number two would be Muhammad Ali. Very nice. Boxing. It's kind of easy, though. He didn't play with balls that we're aware of. Cassius Clay. Yeah, I'm sorry, it was Cassius Clay. You're right, I'm Muhammad Ali. Go by his uh, name his mother gave him. Carrying the torch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Moving on. Parkinson's? Moving on. And Jordan, of course, would be number one. <laughs> and Michael Jordan t- wrapping up number one. It's great that like the figures you pick. There's not you. We don't have to describe a lot because they are so recognizable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind Except of. Except for that Elway pick. What the hell, man? I'm done with the Elway pick. Yeah. Fourth like quarter it. comebacks is the main reason for Elway. Hmm. Giving the ball two minutes left, down by like a touchdown, and he's gonna score a touchdown for you. He's not going to throw an interception like somebody. Like, Michael like, Vick would kick his ass in a fist fight. I'm just going to say... There's yeah, three dogs involved. If you're going to put Elway on your list... Oh, never mind. What? Joe Montana? Yeah. Mm. Montana? Joe Montana or Steve <laughs> Young. And I'm a Cowboys fan. But those guys were... Yeah. Elway made more Super Bowls. Do you think that they, they were more, more amazing? Maybe. Or do you recognize them more because they're you know in our time period? No, I think that, I don't know. In my opinion, Steve Young is the best quarterback ever. Hmm. I said that. Wow. That's it hurt, cool. but I said it. Because he could scramble, he could throw. He, he, was, right, he's what, he had it they, all. He's what they want Michael Vick. And yeah, he ben was Sion. like the blackest white quarterback. Right, They like every time they see one of these quarterbacks, they think if we can just teach him to throw, we got Steve Young on our hands. <laughs> you know? Was I a lefty? All right, so uh, I have something maybe we can talk about. Yeah, I still have all my notes from from Nat qualifiers too. You guys want to talk a little more about Nats? Uh, no, I don't. You guys. Is there anything really, more you want to say? You guys didn't really do well. But. I'm gonna say I love Matt Duplessis. <laughs> yeah, I love him too. Why do you say that? So I played him in the first round of the qualifiers. Oh, that's right. We they, they saw. Yeah, we got. Oh, they, I did get to play at table one. They got set at table one, and I got set at table two, so I was sitting next to Matt and Clarence, round right. one, <laughs> uh, across from a guy that uh, presented a 59-card deck. <laughs> it was kind of funny. We started like 10 minutes late because he, he stacked, shuffled right uh, beginning and counted 59 and could not find his other card. Turns out he lost a spreading seas uh, when he laid them all out, and he had to disclose to me and everything, and it was pretty great. But I was like, huh, I wonder how you lose a spreading seas. You know, testing. 
your opponent picks it up, shuffles his deck. So yeah, so he played with a three spreading seeds, and then I yeah I I, I beat him two zero. Nito, yeah, he was playing a nice polymorph deck. I don't have mine. That's because they're in my deck box. No, actually, he did beat me game one because he did get a turn three Emrakul. Yeah, he did beat me game one. Uh, I did molten five that game, and he got a turn three Emrakul. So there you go. Uh, and then game two, I beat him by dropping like a turn three finest hour and hitting him with Lotus Cobra a whole bunch, and with Exalted, and that 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 gets you there. And I didn't write down how I won game three, but I didn't take any damage, so I imagine it was quite brutal. Polymorph didn't really stand a chance against the Mythic Inscription build. But his name was Chris, and he was a really nice guy. So He was. He's the guy that I played when I started throwing cards. <laughs> it wasn't really? Yeah, it was the same guy. Nice. He was only playing with three spreading seas. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, because he had to change his deck list and everything. Uh, round two, I played against a fellow named Sean. He was... A really weird, nervous guy who wore big baggy sleeves and kept knocking his deck over, and actually got two warnings during the match because he kept flipping cards over. You called a judge. Uh, yeah. Well, he flipped cards over. Oh, and he, okay. The first time he knocked like two cards over, and he just picked them up and looked at him. <laughs> so I was like, judge, <laughs> you know. And so, and then, and then it was the chick judge, and she's <laughs> so so she just kind of hung out and. Yeah, it got the witness happen, happening. But game one, I beat him with the Birds of Paradise and uh, getting the Mythic Conscription off. It was one of two times that I did it during the day, doing the third turn nuts with attacking third turn with the Birds with the myth, with the Eldrazi Conscription on it. And game two, I didn't write down how I won, but I'm sure it was Finest Hour. I won more games for Finest Hour all day than anything else. It's an amazing card. The regular builds don't run it. Yeah, the regular mythic builds they do. I look. Yeah, it up. mythic, but conscription does not run it. All the all the ones that have won do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look at the five nine PTQ uh, results on Star City Games. Uh, like the top three. <laughs> uh, round three, I played against Jason Smith, the the mono red player we mentioned earlier. And uh, game one, he burnt me to death really really fast. And then game two, I he burnt me down really fast, but then I was able to come back with the uh, finest hour and uh, Knight of the Reliquy and had, like five lands in my graveyard. So I just hit him for a whole lot in one, just out of nowhere. He went from nineteen life to zero. So um, <laughs> and then game and then the game three was also it was Baneslayer with finest hour. That equals game over. <laughs> I thought he beat you. No, I beat him. I beat him in three. Oh. I was his first loss. I was his only loss until round six. Yeah, I felt bad after that because he would have done. He probably would have made top eight. If, yeah. I offered to draw with him when we sat down. It was only round three, but I was like, dude, I'm okay with just drawing because I was. I honestly thought he was going to beat me. He's playing mono red, and I hadn't tested against it, and I imagined it could just beat me. Uh, the rest of the tournament, all I uh, it was basically just mythic conscription. The rest of the tournament. <coughs> Round four, I played against Aaron. He actually ended up getting second place for the day. Um, that was a cool guy. Yeah, uh, game one, I should have mulliganed. I Okay, I mentioned uh, round three, I started drinking. <laughs> uh, I And I shouldn't have. And I shouldn't have. I started making play mistakes. Uh, so I, round four, I sat down and I started and I mulliganed. He mulliganed down the five, only mulliganed down the six. He made sure he got the turn three conscription and I did not, so he won. Uh, game two, he got it again, <laughs> but he only mulled the six, and he he got it again uh, one turn before I I did actually, and 
Yeah, he got me. So he got me a two. It was my first loss, and I was sad, but I was I was still doing okay. Uh, round five, I did uh, mirror match again with a, a fella named Brad. Uh, I got game one. It looks like I had 24 life. He had one, so that yeah, I got that one off with uh, Finest Hour and uh, Bane Slayer. Okay, I remember that. Um, and then round uh, game two, he got me. I don't remember how. I didn't write down. And game three, I got him. It looks like I won that. Yay. So I won round five. It's kind of sucky. I, 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 no, I do. Yeah, I didn't take many notes during this one, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I got him. Yeah. really helping the listeners out, everybody. It was Mirror Match. Whoever gets the freaking sovereigns or the, or saying, the finest hour saying, first so wins. Like, you know, there's something Whoever gets like, to turn, got me, I got you go them, turn one, like, Noble Hierarchs or Bird, preferably Hierarchs. sex during round five. <laughs> and then you do a turn two Lotus Cobra, and then right, it's Reliquary or, or another Lotus Cobra, depending on whether you have a fetch right. land or normal land. It's just like, if you turn three, sometimes I didn't have a fetch land. And round six, Sam played Jund. Round six, I played Jund, and I, I played horribly. I should I sh- right next to him. I should have won this round. I, it, I, it was all me. I made two really huge mistakes. I walked away after watching the first huge mistakes. Let's, let's t- I just say the mistakes and then let's move on. Okay, well, uh, mistake number one was uh, he attacked me with a GOP, the, another creature and another creature, and I had a ninth reliquy and a couple of lands in my graveyard, and I could have and I could have blocked with a ninth re- blocked a three three uh, GOP with a ninth reliquy, thus taking out one of his attackers and a lot of life lost later turns and keeping my reliquary of light had I just blocked and activated him through a couple more lands in my graveyard I didn't see this I took the damage I lost uh, game 2 I did something with the ninth reliquary as well I was trying to uh, get ramp into my uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor to resolve him and bounce one of his creatures gave me a much better board position but I grabbed a verdict catacomb instead of Misty Rainforest making me unable to grab an island and I recognized mistake. There was a judge right looking right over my shoulder. I was like, "Yeah, I've already done this," and I was already searching out another land. And I was like, "Yeah, that's the wrong fetch land. I can't grab an island. Therefore, I don't have two blue mana." So I had to just pass the turn. But also, I had the mana in my mana pool and a path to exile in my hand. I could have just went ahead and used the mana to path to exile one's creatures, giving me the same effect overall that I wanted to it begin was, with, getting so one of those his creatures. I, but I was just so stunned. I made something so stupid. I just said, "Just go," and. Yeah. And the guy untapped and Sam conceded. Yeah, it was it, it was horrible. I should have won. I should have won. I did I did beat him. This I did beat him game two, but game three he got. Cool. He Any got other me. things you want to talk about, Clarence? I did have one more round. Oh, what's that? Uh, he was so lucky. He got this guy got the nuts. Turn three, both games one and two, and I didn't. Like I remember game one, I had the second turn discovered. Not its reality. But I did not have the fetch land third turn. I only had to come to play tap land. He had the fetch land. Hmm. So he was so lucky. So that was it. And so, uh, very well could have got like ninth place if I would have played that Jun player right. So, so round one, I played Mad Duplicy. And like Sam said, he was sitting at the table next to us. What was Matt playing? Matt was playing Mono White, Allies. Not really Allies, but. It's pretty much he, he doesn't claim game. it as allies, but it's freaking allies, dude. He plays like eighteen sun allies. So, so basically, all I want to say about this matchup is he beat me game, and then game two, I hard cast Iona for the win because then you hard cast her. That's the hot. fact that he's playing mono white. He couldn't fun. play anything else. 
Game three, Great big I draw a, I draw a hand with two white lands, four blue cards. <laughs> and I and said, I'll a, keep it. And uh, I'll draw my blue mana. Something else. It wasn't blue mana, was it? No. Anyways, I had all white mana, all, pretty much all blue cards. It's one pass, I think. Well, Sam's sitting next to me, and we know each other. And he, says, he says, "Why did you keep a hand with all blue cards?" <laughs> so on my on my next turn, I draw uh, <coughs> whichever damn border post does blue white, and I play my border post. Field mist. Yeah, field mist border post, and I play it, and Matt's holding oblivion ring, or no, Matt top decks oblivion ring and shows me, and he's like, "I would have normally saved this for an Elspeth." But Sam just said that you have all blue cards and roll for it. And I did said, confess to my mistake right away. I said, oh my god, I shouldn't have said that. Because there was a judge there and she just laughed. So so Matt says, four, five, or six, all oblivion ring your border post. Rolls a six, oblivion ring to my border post. I had to wait uh, probably seven more turns before I could polymorph. Or get blue mana to polymorph and Iona. Matt's deck allows you seven more turns to do that because all he does is sit back and get his shit to the light and wait to draw this Fladar Sovereign. It gets so much. I've actually played the deck one night at Epidem. They called it an eighth player to have a deck, so he hated me that deck. I played it and I got second place with it. And I know that Matt <laughs> didn't want me to mention this, so I'm sorry, Matt. But, <laughs> he, listens. Uh, he, he listens. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, never mind. It's, it's okay. Tell do it. Mind. Do yeah, you can't do that. You can't. You can't do those blue balls. Okay, so that's radio blue balls. Dude. In game three, when I polymorphed into Iona, Matt was holding two path to exiles. If anybody doesn't know what that means, he could have killed my, or he could have passed my target. He could have, re, yeah, responded to your polymorph of the path. I, I had to tell him after the round. So John, let me... right as okay, <laughs> pretty much when the concession happened. But uh, he he's, sorry, he's, Matt, he's a newer you. player, and he probably hadn't played Polyborg. He didn't test a lot going in. He just had this deck that he had played a whole lot, so he said, "Why not?" He said he didn't want to hear it on the podcast. Well, you heard it here. He went like oh four drop. Uh, second round, I played. It's a drafting. <laughs> Jund, actually. I I beat the beast that is Jund because my opponent really wasn't very good at playing Jund. Uh, Which is weird. I, How do you I play like, bad? I feel like game two, he overboarded for me because he put in. I got to rest three times, and uh, I, I don't know. He, j I got Jason Mind Sculptor out and kept doing the top of his library and, and putting Bloodbraid Elves on the bottom, and it was awesome. So he died. I don't know. Uh, the things that I lost to, I don't even remember. Oh, blue-white control. That just sucked. Uh, I think Inscription showed up, uh, there was 75, 75 players, approximately. Yeah, and, sure. and I think Inscription showed up with like 42 different players. Really? Yeah, so it, it, it was yeah. ridiculous, mm -hmm. man. But yeah, it it beat Judd. There was more, and it mm -hmm. beat blue-white control. I'm pretty sure it beat it put together, even. Alright, so... I found this article earlier today and I thought it was pretty funny. Did you, is there any matches you wanted to talk about that you played nah, at that point? I went two and two. You know, I told you about my best okay. game, so you okay. heard which sure. one to hear. I said, what did you do after you dropped, Josh? I went 
to a bar that was near, like within walking distance, and I had lots to drink. Yeah, like seven. You ended up not drafting, right? No, I ended up drafting. Screwdriver. Here's the thing: I had like three screwdrivers, four beers, something like that. It was it was a good time, and so (laughs) I'm I'm like six screwdrivers in, or maybe four. I don't know. Anyway, and like some of the guys that came with us run over to me like Josh, we're trying to get eight for the draft. You want to draft? I'm like, I don't know, man. I only brought so much money to spend today. You know, I didn't want to get into my savings and my my checking account. So, I, <laughs> I told that uh, if they bought me a drink, I'd draft, and I convinced them they they bought me drinks, <laughs> and then I went and drafted. How'd you do with that draft? Uh, zero one. Okay. It was me too. Single, it was a single limit. Single limit. Yeah. But I drafted nine rares. And all of them you know, suck. You know how it is, like drafts at uh, your tournament, you know, they just go single in and they restart a round every time. You know how it is. And, um, okay, so, yeah, that's. Article. Article I read today. I want to see if you guys said anything about it. Attacking yep. for game. Attacking for game. It's at the top of the list, buddy. Easy mind. <laughs> you guys want to talk about attacking for game? Well, no, we've, we've talked about it enough. Only if you tell me what time they're what time we're honestly at. like. I hope they start doing time better, check. Really, time yeah. check. <laughs> it's funny to make fun of them because it was awful, but I do. I agree. I don't want them just to stop. Yeah, I want them to get better. Honestly, yeah, you guys who left all podcast. those comments, those mean, mean comments. <laughs> These kids are twelve. I mean, really? Yeah, they they, they said so. I think there was a comment on their podcast, and I, I can't remember who said it, but he said it best. It was a podcast by teens for teens. Okay, so the article I read today. <laughs> a Delaware man was charged with faking his way into Harvard. Awesome. Tell You're us right. more. Okay. Tell, tell me more. All right. It's from Massachusetts. It's a Delaware man has been charged with faking his way into Harvard and duping the Ivy League school out of $45,000 in financial aid, grants, and scholarships. Um, Did he spend it all on hookers? Adam Wheeler, 23, of Milton, Delaware, was admitted to Harvard and became a student in 2007 after he falsely claimed an uh, academic record at Phillips Academy in Andover, which had studied for a year, and then studied for a year at uh, MIT. Ultimately, authorities said, Wheeler's attempt to be an overachiever were his undoing. Harvard started to look into Wheeler's background after he sought the school's endorsement for Rhodes and Fulbright scholarships. A professor reviewing his application noticed the similarities between Wheeler's writing and that of a colleague, prosecutor said. So, so that's awesome. So, what you're saying is that there's hope for us, right? Anybody there's can hope. do it. <laughs> I say we all pitch in, and so it's like we real life stealing Harvard. Yeah, very much so. I say, I say, no, stealing Harvard was she. She I made it into Harvard. They stole the money so she could go. Come on, that was Tom Green. It's fine. Seriously, Jason Lee is worst. Honestly, yeah, I love Jason Lee. He's one of my top five favorite actors. Just, just simply for taste and. uh no, no, like his, his choice of roles is, Real quick. is like. This brilliant. was the charges that was brought against him. He was indicted on twenty offenses, including larceny, identity theft, and pretending to hold a degree, which I didn't even know was illegal to pretend to hold a degree. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I guess I'm to the public trouble. and you know, what's the fine on that? To act on it, but I didn't know like if you lie about having a degree, forty hours of community service, <laughs> right? And blow a judge. Uh, no, I said, I said, well, pitch in and get patched into Harvard, guys. What do you think? Absolutely. You can make you make it, right? Yeah, I can make it. Yeah. Make it. Yeah, but how do they the catch it? Like, <laughs> like, do you think Wait, the other yeah. people at Harvard were like, wow, this kid's really fucking dumb? 
mean, I mean, you had to be pretty smart to right, pull yeah, it off. Yeah, because they say they're in 2007, and this is a recent news article, so let's assume he went there for about three years, two and a half at least. I wonder what his GPA was. Did you hear about the guy who went back to high school and pretended to be, or pretended to be a high school basketball, like high school kid, and played basketball and like led his team to a state championship? Where was this? A little bit more. Okay, where was it? In Texas? I think it was in Texas. This guy actually was like in his twenties. He uh, pretended to be a high school student so he could play basketball and lead his team to a high school championship. The whole time I kept thinking it was really just to get the cheerleaders. Why else would you do that? That's why you would do that. No, but why else would he do that? You guys want to go back to high school? Uh, Not even a little bit. It couldn't be for basketball, because, uh... I I can buy a beer, but that's not all. I did have a good time in high school, but the good time I had was with the people that were there, so... It's not high school, it's just the memories. I don't remember high school. Uh Oh, right. If I'll buy guys, anything else you guys wanted to talk about tonight? Anything you want to bring up, Patrick? Banding. Let's talk about banding. No. There was a general I found with banding. From Come on, Sam. Let's talk about banding. It was from, it was, it was from Legends, too. It was funny. Sam, banding, let's talk about it. I don't want to talk you about it. You always that. say. But I did read the Oracle text on banding. It didn't help me even a little bit. It just, it just kind of said, like, uh, <laughs> whenever this creature attacks, it has the choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had the choice to band it with any other creatures and up to one other creature that didn't have bending. And, but it didn't explain much more than that. Like, it's like, God damn it, I still don't understand banding. Sam, come on, let's talk about banding. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. How about next time we'll talk about banding? Assalamu alaikum, Mike. Walika salam. <laughs> I never wanna see you